let's play a game. Pretty good, man. Just busy, busy, busy. Yeah. David's being entering the terror stage. Just oh yeah, wanting to get into everything. That doesn't go away. It uh, doesn't. No, I think it gets worse as time goes on. Uh, All right. Yeah, Caroline throws nightmare fits that last for like 40, 50 minutes. Sometimes it's awesome. Uh, how's Courtney doing? Oh yeah, um, she's doing good. Uh, I think I think I told you already, um, but for everybody, you know, there was a lot of people that expressed uh, a lot of concern. Um, so yeah, she went to Tampa for uh, surgery on her um, for a parathyroidism is what we thought it was, and it turned out that she had a uh, massive cancer on the back of her thyroid, which is bad. Uh, yeah. Um, but they were able to remove it, um, and uh, further testing found everything to be benign, and as such, uh, she's God. yeah, she's doing a lot better. She's got um, you know, a pretty wicked scar across her uh, her neck there and stuff. But her her mind and a bunch of stuff is coming back. She was I don't know if I discussed it on uh, on here or not, but she was. Uh, having trouble uh, forming sentences and stuff sometimes. It was real weird. Like, she would uh, say the wrong word, like, completely the wrong word, and then go to correct herself and then use the wrong word again. Um, I kind of thought it was funny, but she didn't find it humorous at all, and that's not happening anymore. And her memory is coming back, you know. Uh, she wasn't able to, like... Um, say look at a map and then immediately uh in her head be able to you know map her way to whatever that place was uh stuff like that it was her mind was just all weird from all these drugs that they had her on and stuff and that's all going away so that was all uh symptoms of you know the medications and everything she was on to help with other things anyway yeah so she's She's doing better. I hear David in the back there a bit. Yes, I sorry. I thought no, you're all good. They, you're all I guess good. They returned already after they're, <laughs> like they're leaving now again. Okay. Well, um, my kids may be in the background as well. She's been loud all day. Um, we got up extra early. Normally, uh, you know, a little peek behind the kimono. We're, we're recording, uh, for me, early. It's noon where I'm at, I think, uh, where you're at. It's like 10 a.m. And, uh, yeah, normally I'm not up at this time because I'm working third shift, more or less. And But the wife kicked me awake saying that there was a big record sale um, at a garage sale somewhere in BFE. And I was like, all right, well, at first I didn't want to go. And then I thought, well, um, why not? Uh, I gotta pick up some albums for uh, our friend over at the RPG show, Brent, and it, you know he asked me to look out for 80 soundtracks. So we drive all the way out there, and I go through like three crates of records, and all it is is a bunch of like Tchaikovsky and Beethoven and 
and uh, really, really bad country music uh, stuff that no one should listen to, you know, 1940s and 50s garbage. Um, yeah. You know, not that there's not that there's not good country music from that era, but this was all just absolute trash. So I'd given up, but then I, I saw two more crates, and I thought, well, fuck it, I'll go through those. Went through them, uh, found uh, Cab Calloway was the big one for me, Love Cab, uh, the Heidi Ho Man, I picked that up for a buck, and uh, a number of other things, some just random stuff, but one of which was the... Uh, the Orson Welles reading of uh, War of the Worlds, which, you know, very famously was reported as being this thing where, you know, he's reading from uh, War of the Worlds and supposedly all these people uh, thought that it was like really an alien attack happening and blah, blah, blah. Well, that me and my wife were discussing it and how crazy it was and stuff and went ahead and picked it up. And then uh, as I got home, I was sitting on the pot and uh, looking at Cracked, which is a, you know, if you don't go to Cracked.com, it was based off an old, like, uh, Mad Magazine competitor and turned into a website. And their top article was a, about War of the Worlds and the reading of Orson Welles and how uh, it was actually uh, fake, the first of many fake news, you know, all the fake news uh -huh. supposedly we got going on now. Apparently, as far back as 1938, uh, papers were having trouble selling and as such they would just make stuff up sometimes and so someone fabricated this story about how everyone was going nuts over this radio broadcast which was news to Orson Welles at the time because it was a weekly show and every show they uh, would read from classic literature and all it uh -huh. really did was purport him into like stardom and that's how we ended up with Citizen Kane was because, uh, you know, fake news. So you have at least one thing to thank for fake news. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I ended up with a few other a few other LPs. I picked up uh, Blues Brothers, and uh, I think I'm keeping that one, Brent. It's not a soundtrack. I thought it was, but it's actually, apparently they the Blues Brothers cut an actual album. So that's going to be interesting. And some other stuff that no one else but me would care about. I got a, apparently the only uh, recording of um, W.C. Fields and Mae West doing some uh, stuff. And uh, Will Rogers doing some of his comedy bits from like the turn of the century. Like I said, stuff no one cares about but me and like 80-year-old men. Uh <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I dig all that stuff, man. It reminds me of my dad. You know, he used to sit there and listen to radio serials and stuff on a cassette tape. And so all that stuff kind of reminds me. In fact, H.G. Wells is is his uh, favorite author who wrote, you know, War of the Worlds and uh, The Time Machine and The Island of Dr. Moreau and a bunch of other great stuff, The Invisible Man, stuff like that. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so anything... Interesting. Yeah, well, so far so good. Anything interesting yeah. happening on your end? Not much, man. I uh, I got a 3DS finally. Yeah. They had a uh, they had a Super Nintendo edition. It looks like a Super Nintendo when it's the it's closed. Sweet. So I bought it and I was like, okay, I'm gonna squirrel it away until my birthday, which is in mid October. And then I'll tell everyone not to give me gifts because I already bought myself something. Well, after about, I don't know, seven or eight days, I pulled it out because I was like, oh, I got to play something. I need something new. Um, so I've been playing A Link Between Worlds, and I really like it. Um, yeah. 
going to ask if we can do that for maybe our next show because it's, I don't know, we kind of already chatted about it a little bit, but yeah. I have a lot more to say about it. I, uh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm willing to talk to you about uh, some right now. It doesn't matter Let's to me. Let's do it now, then. But, um, yeah, I, I finished what I was going to play of it maybe two months ago. I, I got it when it came out and then played it a little bit and kind of put it away and then pulled it back out and got actually got hooked for a while up to the point where I realized I didn't, like 99% of the items I didn't find in... Um, a dungeon you just rented them off of this little kooky guy that like wanted to live in your house for reasons and that took me right out because like for, like for me half the fun of a zelda game is you go to a dungeon you discover a new item and then you use that item to solve puzzles and then it becomes integral as part of your you know uh, repertoire or whatever you know the stuff the tools that you have available to you know do puzzles and things and you're thinking back in your mind oh where can i use this you know bow and arrow or hook shot or whatever and you're trying to go back and do all the things and make note of new things you know maybe i can get past this if i get you know this or something that can do this and whatever else and and this game they give almost everything to you at once and I just put a bad taste in my mouth. I like the discovery of things. And I get why they did it. It's because everyone that's a Zelda fan at this point, I imagine, is like, you know, they know what the bone arrow does. They know what the bombs do, etc. But at the same time, I, I enjoy discovering those things. So I, it, it kind of took me out of it. It's like, oh, I can just buy all this stuff, you know, and not even buy rent. Yeah. Well, I, I agree. That was kind of a... That was off-putting for me at first, but I don't know. Once you start exploring all the dungeons, there is more stuff that they give you, um, but it's mostly like upgrades to your, you know, your gloves, so yeah, your existing stuff. But at some point in the game, uh, you're able to actually buy the stuff you're renting. Oh, really? And when you bu- when you buy it, it comes upgraded. So it's like a whole not a whole new thing, but it's definitely a, a different. It's different now. Magic boomerang as opposed to like yeah. boomerang, yeah. And your arrow now shoots three arrows at once as opposed to uh, just one. And okay. you know your magic rods do more. So there, there is more. There's, there's an evolution of it. So there is some like ownership. Okay. Um, so it does get a little bit better. But yeah, I see what you mean. But I guess if, if you consider this game kind of a sequel to a link to the past, which it it isn't but it is spiritually in that it, it looks and plays very very similarly it's almost the exact same world if, I mean, I'm trying to remember A Link to the Past but there's a lot of similarities oh, yeah. if, not, if not the same layout I think it's, it's practically precisely. the same layout yeah. yeah you are given the additional uh, move set of being able to jump onto walls with appropriate yeah, yeah. Which I always like. It's not the first thing I think about when I'm solving a a um, puzzle. Mm-hmm. I'm always like, "How do I get to?" Oh yeah, the fucking wall thing. Right. So it's, it's still even. I'm probably over halfway through, and it's still not the first go to. I'm like, "Okay, hook shot bomb." Oh wait, no, the new thing, the wall. Hug the wall. There it is. Down there. It's cool. I mean, I I enjoyed it for what it was. I. It's been a long time since a Zelda game has hooked me to the point where I wanted to play through its entirety. I usually usually play about halfway through and stop. What was the last one you played all the way through? 
I believe it was um, Seasons. Oh, okay. Yeah, I played through Seasons, Link to the Past, the original, of course, and yeah. two, I believe, I, I played all the way through way back, and I think those are, what if, oh, an Ocarina. Ocarina. Okay, good, an Ocarina. Ocarina, you gotta play that one. Yeah, but the rest, I, I played to a point and stopped. Yeah. I think there's a couple in there that I haven't even played, I think, well, of course, all the Philips CDI, and then, like, yeah. I don't think I've ever played whatever the one where he's on a train link on a train no i haven't played any Spirit of the, the wind walk wind walker wind waker, wind waker. that's wind actually waker. really good it does look good and i it was just that came at a time in my life where i was in college i just couldn't afford like sure. extra games and extra systems so it's something that it's on my list to play months well, on uh, 3ds so there you go is it really yeah, yeah. you can get uh Wind Raker, Wind Raker. I think it's either on DS or 3DS, uh, and Ocarina and Majora's Mask. I think are all available through the 3DS. So. I've tried playing Majora's Mask, and it, I just can't get into it. I don't know. It's I don't know. Just so different. There's a lot of people. Like that's another one that I have a little experience with, but not enough. But there's so many people that are rabid fans of that one in particular that say, you know, it it's the darkest of all the Zeldas, and if you're looking for yeah. one with actual substance to it. That's the one to go to. So, it's I don't supposed know. Supposed to represent like the five stages of grief, but yeah. I don't know. I haven't looked into it enough. I just at this point, like, I would have to play the remake because in '64 is I'm I know there it's got its fans, but and there are you know there's 20 good games or so on that system, but it's hard to go back to. It looks like hot trash. I mean, even the quote-unquote gorgeous games on the system look like shit. The only ones that look okay at all are the ones that stuck with, uh, like, 2D style. Anything that attempts 3D, just no. Just no. Like, Paper Mario looks fine uh, for what it is, but it's mostly 2D, so... Yeah. Yeah, I see that. Um... I think Twilight Princess. I went pretty far. I and I didn't finish it though. But I uh, that was another one that I got near the end. But that's something I just gave up. Same with Skyward Sword. I got about ten percent in. And I just no, I ran out of gas yeah, with it. Forget Skyward Sword. I don't touch that one with a stick. But Twilight Princess is okay. I played it on the cube to a point and got frustrated with it and put it down. I don't know. It, it like I said, it's hard for me to really get into a Zelda because they're real formulaic and samey each one kind of has a gimmick but um i don't know i just i i would like zelda a lot more if they didn't keep going back to the exact same character and same exact sure, trope yeah. you know just like like even philip cdi had the four foresight to be like well let's make one where you play as the princess saving link that would be a good game you know if it was if nintendo did it that would be awesome you know they do a pretty good job with the princess peach game where she saves mario and that'd be a good gimmick or just have any other hero you know maybe i don't know just, or try like a mario rpg like a zelda rpg oh yeah that would be incredible right mm-hmm mm-hmm or play as reformed Ganon, or I mean, yeah. any number of things. It's like, but they keep going back to the same old well. And you know, I understand that the newest one, uh, you know, I haven't played it either, uh, changes it up a bit. But everything that I've read and seen and heard, like it's a gorgeous game, but it, 
it doesn't look like something I'd be overly interested in. I'm not looking for an open world, you know, experience yeah. with Zelda really either. I'm, I say that, and yet if if I had it in front of me, I'd probably just play it endlessly or something. So, of course, of course. But yeah, yeah. Um, love the 3DS, but uh, and you will too. But I only have like eight, ten games for it or something like that. It's pathetic because I I got one at launch. My wife wife bought it for me. Uh, way back in the day and uh, yeah I just <laughs> haven't got much for it uh, I, I keep buying a, like DS games I picked up Infinite Space finally I found a copy for under you know 50 bucks which uh, never happens I think I paid 35 and the guy on Amazon claimed it was you know like new and I was like I'll believe it when I see it and it got here and it was so I was really surprised by that uh, looking forward to playing that and I picked up uh uh, Alien vs. Predator Insurrection, I think it's called. It's supposed to be a really, really good um, right. Metroidvania type game hmm. for the DS. So I'm looking forward to playing that at some point as well. Uh, those are the type of games, you know, I, I can bring my, and I do, I bring my 3DS to work every day. I only play it occasionally. I also uh, bring my PSP, although uh, I picked up Lunar for it finally. Oh, yeah. yeah, the older one or the newer one, uh, the PSP? I have, I think it's the 3000, and, uh, you know, it's been in my bag forever, and the last time I used it, it worked just fine, but it must have got bent or something, because yeah. uh, now it still plays the games, but it makes a horrible screeching noise when the laser lens tries to move, so <laughs> I'm like kind of... Yeah half worried about you know what's going on here and you know i put yeah. a little lithium grease on the tracks and stuff in there and that helped a little bit but uh i think it's uh, probably dead everything i read on the forums online and yeah there's not much you can do once it uh once that track gets bent or starts making noises like that there's really no repair to be done other than get a whole new lens or a whole new psp so That's man is what it is but yeah i forgot i picked that up too the the old Lunar, which I've played through Lunar so many times that, you know, all I was really interested in playing was uh, through the prologue on the PSP version because you get to play as, uh, you know, the original Fab Four or whatever. So uh -huh. that was that was cool to do, you know, to actually play as Master Mel and Lamea and Galleon and uh, Dine and uh, be able to do that whole thing. Uh, they handled it pretty well, I, I gotta say, and... And then I got to Alex, and I was like, all right, this is... It was actually kind of bothering me a whole lot in that they were using the same cutscenes from the PlayStation version, but they had all new voice actors for reasons, and they did not sound right. You know, I was like, that's not... Yeah. That's not Null, that's not Alex, that's not, you know, none of these, I played through the game too many times, and the Sega CD version and the PlayStation version, whereas they have different cutscenes, they rehired all the same actors, uh, including the two people that played Alex and Luna, even though they had aged from, you know, they were kids when they did the original one, and now they were in their early 20s, they just appropriately upped the age of Alex and uh, Luna, and made it more of a young adult story rather than a bunch of kids which i kind of enjoy them as kids a little bit more personally but it's whatever but yeah it it threw me off bad to to hear like dine and master mel especially was just horrific whoever voiced it on the psp needs to be shot he's got one of those 
really over-the-top fake Scottish accents that just, just sounds like, you know, just some drunk asshole trying to sound like he's Scottish. Anyway, it probably turns out the guy really is Scottish and I'm, I'm the drunk asshole, but whatever. I don't know. Have you played uh, Legend of Zelda Phantom Hourglass? Uh, briefly, and I didn't care for it. Yeah. No. Okay. That's the one that really incorporates the uh, the touch screen like just too much for my liking. Oh, okay. And I was like, okay, this. I mean, it, it's innovative. You know, we were just. I was just complaining about Zelda not being innovative, and but they always do something. There's always something to each new game. Uh, whether or not I actually like that something is, uh, you know. It's usually not enough, or it's usually yeah. a gimmick, and I, it's like, okay, that's cool and all, I guess, but I just wish they would change up entirely, you know, having the same vein, the same style, but, you know, new characters and new, you know, abilities, and, you know, it doesn't really have to be a little green elf with a sword, etc., etc., you know. I'm with you. But um, I did learn some time ago that there's a, uh, I know that one of the best Zeldas, and one of the ones that uh, you love the most or have the most love for is the original Game Boy. Uh, what's it called? Not Link. Is it Link's Awakening? Link's Awakening. That was like yeah. one of my favorites. Yeah. Apparently, the whole engine was based off a, another game uh, that never made it here. But there's a really good fr- fan translation, and you can buy carts that uh, will work. And apparently, it plays a lot like the Legend of Zelda. A link or Link's Awakening, um, and it's very, very good. And I'm, I forget the name. I'm gonna have to research it and find you a copy. I, I know I found some for like 20 bucks. I need maybe get wow. you one for Christmas or something. Hey, yeah, maybe awesome. we, yeah, maybe we do a show over it. But it, it sounded really interesting, so gotta gotta pick it up. Uh, I want to say you play as a penguin or a, a prince, prince huh. penguin or something. I can't remember the name of it. I'll, I'll have to. I'll have to research it again, but but it looked really cool. And I need to plan a vacation just so I can like take a take this thing on a plane or something like that, and just have like five or six hours of uninterrupted time just to play something. (laughs) Good luck with that. Yeah, take a bus ride somewhere. Yeah, well, it's tough. It is, but you got to find time for yourself. Uh, Yeah, yeah, exactly. Things you want to do. You're going to drive yourself crazy. Yeah, I frequently do that. Yeah, in fact, recently I thought, you know, I'm taking a Carol- I'm taking Caroline to dance class, or not dance, gym class and uh, piano on Tuesdays uh-huh. now. Okay. My daughter just pushed her beanie baby under the door of my room. Thank you, Caroline. Uh-huh. Um, she, I don't, I don't want that baby, but thank you. Uh, so on Tuesdays, normally I was playing cards with the guys and uh-huh. now I'm not able to. So I thought I'd start playing magic on in tournaments again. And uh-huh. I, I found out there was a PPTQ in, in Fort Smith. Uh, and, uh, it was my understanding it was Saturday and I spent hours digging through all my stuff and deciding on uh-huh. what to play and putting it all together. And then I found out, no, it's on Sunday. So <laughs> I ended up wasting all, yeah, wasting about 10 hours, I'd say, building a deck and like reading about what's good metagame-wise and watching videos and stuff and trying to prepare myself as best I could and then learning at the last minute that you know I'm not going to get to play. But uh, I have a longtime friend that I was talking to, and 
he didn't have a lot of his cards to be able to play. He wanted to, but he sent them all out to get signed by artists. And I said, well, I've got this damn thing built if you just want to borrow it. So he's borrowing like two and a half grand worth of my cards right now. Ooh, it's kind of okay. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, uh, maybe... Yeah, I've known the guy 20 plus years and he's a solid dude, so... Okay, good. <sighs> yeah, if he lost it, I'm, I'm more than positive he would try to uh, either give me money or replace everything that he lost, but okay. I trust him. I trust him. I keep telling myself I do anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> I do, do want to get back into it, though. I, I do love playing Magic, so... I, I gotta find time to be able to do it. Uh, Tuesdays just aren't gonna work anymore, unfortunately. But yeah, if you're still around and uh, listening to us talk about random stuff, you're listening to Is It Worth It, the second most failed podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Blaine J, and with me, co host James Milholland. Hello, everyone. Yeah. Time to talk about what are we talking about today? Banner Saga? Yeah, ban- Banner Saga. Or a Banner oh, yeah. Saga or The Banner Saga? The Banner? I don't know. I don't know either. This is an indie game that was released a few years ago, I believe, first on mobile. Um, but it's also been ported to, you know, I believe everything. I, I played it on PS4. I think you did as well. Yes, I did. Yeah, and this yes, was this was a game I'd bought a while ago because it got like such uh, like it was one of the first games I bought for the PS4 when I got my PS4, which I guess has been like a year ago now or something. I don't know. It doesn't feel like that long, but it's time like i couldn't believe next month is october but we'll get into that because it seems like we just recorded silent hill 2 <laughs> and that was actually yeah. a year ago um <laughs> yeah but yeah Cujo was the one that suggested you know he's been helping us out a lot lately on the show and um <laughs> I, I was like well you know you pick it because you deserve it and he wanted us to play this and so i've I I was like okay you know I bought it and let's let's go ahead and do it I think you picked up a copy and you know yeah I downloaded it online or downloaded through the system I mean yeah that's what I did as well and you know at first James I was like man fuck Cujo this game sucks uh I I was immediately turned off by like like not graphically graphically it's gorgeous but the opening story the the first few lines is it's like um you know times is a hard or whatever i know they they flowerize it but basically shit uh-huh. shit's hit the fan there's these two races the varl and i guess humans and they've always been at war but now there's like this uneasy truce because uh the sun just stopped um overhead and now there's this terrible winter and i get it this world is magic and you know you're supposed to turn off your brain for these things but but james what would happen if the sun just stopped overhead i don't think we'd be around too much longer no no and it definitely wouldn't be winter (laughs) yeah you know uh, but okay so you get that out of your head and and it you know there's this other menace these uh god i can't remember what they're called but they're like these dark knights i don't know they're like these evil knights that all they want to do is kill and i don't think they talk at all but um the varl who are like again these giants when i say giant they're more like andre the giant size we're not talking about like 
the fictional Jack and the Beanstalk kind of thing, you know. Uh, these guys are maybe like eight feet tall, four yeah. or five hundred pounds, something like that, and they have horns, mm-hmm. um, big, massive, like a steer would have, you know. And they allude to in the game, and I I don't know if they say explicitly why, but these are the last of the Varl, and there will never never be any more. Um, for some reason, I guess. You know, I didn't see any Varl women. Maybe that's what's going on. I don't know. but Could be. But, yeah. So, this is the last of the Varl. And, and yeah, you play... Throughout the game, you play these different scenarios with uh, basically two groups that are trudging through for various reasons. Caroline, I don't want that. Thank you, though. Game looks beautiful, though. Oh yeah, it definitely I mean, does. Cartoon-like graphics, kind of like uh, Space Ace or something like that. Almost, it kind of reminds me of. You know what it reminded me detailed. of was. Hold on, my daughter's at the door. She wrote, "Open this door" on a piece of paper, and slid it under. Baby, I'm Uh-oh. recording. I'm recording. You're in, you're in trouble. <laughs> Come here and say hi real quick. Hi. Come here. Hello. Say hi in the microphone. Hi. Okay. I love you. (laughs) Go on. I'm recording. I love you. Now we have to give her guest star credit. (laughs) I I do actually plan on uh, playing through some, because I play games with her all the time, and plan on bringing her on sometime and just like call it Caroline's Corner or something, and she could talk about a game. (laughs) (laughs) yeah she just turned five so she's she's getting there but yeah the game looks to me like um those old hobbit films uh the ones from the 70s not the peter jackson or whatever but the old cartoons that we all watched as kids um it looks a lot like that just gorgeous yeah yeah i remember talking about yeah and uh yeah you know it it plays it's like like I said, you're jumping around between two different, what do they even call those, uh, caravans or whatever. Uh-huh. And, but it plays to me like as you're moving in the car- caravan, you get hit, and they are random. I, uh, random uh, story bits that happen at different chapters in the game, and it'll say things like, you know, I don't know, uh, you run into a pack of wolves or you you meet a man on the road and he says this what do you do it's very much like a choose your own adventure you know book from when we were kids and you choose. yeah and when people when people die they're dead forever right Is oh that, yeah yeah they're gone yeah, so it's definitely like serious yeah these people this game so there's several choices in the game some of which are are random like i said on the road and you can it can do anything from you know you'll lose a few of your caravan members to all the way up to uh one of your party members uh that important ones that fight on the uh overhead fighting scenes and stuff that will actually die and you just won't have use of that person ever again and depending on certain choices you make as well um you'll you can miss party members entirely you know there are guys that Mm -hmm. if you don't side with them on a certain issue they'll leave or they'll uh, join you because of that and stuff and because of this it's highly recommended if you're like me um there's a page online that i found that was just like um the manor saga 
the important choices in quotations, so it didn't spoil anything outside of, you know, uh, if you want to get this character, don't do this kind of thing. So, like, the bigger story beats and stuff like the ending and some other things it left out, but it would, it would warn you, like, hey, if you're looking to do this or whatever. So I played through this first chapter and didn't lose anybody, but I did read about how each one of them could potentially die, which is kind of... Some of them are just, like, sad. Like, there's a, a, a point where a, a cart is going over a ravine and one of the Varl grabs it and he's hanging onto a tree and it... And you have to actually, like, be forceful with him. Um, you, like, ask him to let go, and he basically tells you to fuck off, um, that he's got it. And then you have to command him to let go, and he, he like, reluctantly lets it go, but then he's, like, shit-pissed at you. Um, but it's better than being dead, because <laughs> if, you, if, you don't, if you choose anything else, he dies right there. And then there's a character at the very beginning of the game, Eggle who's like this shield bearer that has a pretty convoluted uh, choices that you have to go through in an exact order or he dies. And apparently, according to Cujo, he becomes very, very good at the end of the game. I tried using him through this playthrough and I didn't find him to be all that useful. Uh-huh. Um, because the way the game plays, if you want to explain that, I've been talking my ass off, but uh, on the overhead and the battles, you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, it's a lot like um, Final Fantasy Tactics in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. and and or, you know, I guess Shining Force, if you want to go real basic. Sure. But yeah, when you get in those random battles, um, they have their guys on one side of the field, you have your guys on the other. Uh, they have the order of operations, or the, the turn order on the bottom, so you get to see like when your guys are up, when their guys are up, and you just move around a grid, and... Uh, when you approach an enemy, you have, uh, oh gosh, you have an attack, you, you have attack always, and you can attack either their armor, mm-hmm. or you can attack, like, their person. Right. Um, and you kind of get a sense of how much damage each will do before, so you're not just, like, guessing, which mm-hmm. is very helpful. Uh, some guys have some special moves, um... Oh, the main guy I started out with, he had this, like, twirl attack where he could hit people all around him. I don't know any of their names. Like their names are so goofy, and people would die, and I get new people. That it was just tough. One of the bigger giants. That's um, actually the name of the giant that can die if you don't tell him to uh, let go of the cart. I can't remember his name either. Big red beard. Yeah. 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 Tempest is the name of the move. Yeah, Tempest. There it is. My early on, the guy that he got an all green outfit. He died early on, and I. You know, I was hoping I could revive him, but then I learned that's the one I learned. Oh, these guys are dead. When these guys die, they're gone. Yeah, they can, uh, depending on what mode you play, they can die in battle, I think, and not die permanently. But if they die in the story mode at all, oh, they're they're just gone. My green guy was gone. Yeah, he's he's pretty good. He's not the best. Yeah. I actually like you mentioned the abilities. Each character has. And in this version, just one ability, except for the wizard that you come across, he has two. Um, and they vary in uh, how good they are. A lot of the times, you have to like mix two together to make them really good. Like I was talking with Cujo, and he mentioned he did some kind of combo with two or three people, and it was the I was doing a completely opposite combo. I, I did this thing where 
Prince Ludwig can stab people, or I think his ability is called Impale, where he uh, stabs them with a uh, a spear, and then like. He's got the stick, yeah. So he's got the spear. Yeah, and he like yeah. kicks them off the spear, and they'll like move away two spaces, and then during their next turn, when they walk, every space that they take, they take one damage, which no one in the the whole game has more than like fifteen health, so taking one damage is is okay. a pretty big deal. And then there's this chick you get that uh, accompanies Prince Ludwig, who can uh, shoot fire arrows, and it'll uh, cause she'll first. Uh, throw a jar of oil on the ground and then shoot a fire arrow into it and anyone that walks across that space will uh receive two damage per square so if you if you stab someone kick them off into that square or they'll take more damage to get back into the party and i use that a lot and then there's a guy that a varl you get later that can provoke people to attack him and so you can like set it up where your guys are in a configuration where you can like stab them kick them in or into an area put fire in front of them and then that guy will provoke them they'll walk through the fire to him while stabbed and take you know three damage as they're walking through the fire because they're <laughs> and then they finally get to him and then you know either practically dead or dead before they get to him and it's it's a pretty nifty way to to play and there's other varying things too like uh the main character in the humans rook he has a really insane ability um, called Mark for Death. Um, he's really good, too, because he has a good up-close attack, and he's able to do ranged attacks with a bow and arrow. And usually in this game, you're either one or the other, and he can do both, which is nice. Um, but if he marks a, a character, not only will he attack that character with just an up-close up attack, but anyone within range of whoever he marks for death will instantly attack that character and so if you come in with like either a lot of guys and get it close to that enemy and mark them for death or you can like have a bunch of guys that you know like his daughter Olette and then uh, like that flame chick and other archers and such they can all shoot at a distance on that character and really do some heavy damage but like you said you have on characters they have an armor rating in blue and then a health rating in red and if their armor rating is really ridiculously high no matter how much you try and attack their health it'll just get deflected so you have to break that down first um and it, except in like special cases with like uh, the magic user where he can just like cast lightning on stuff <laughs> kick ass so did you end up playing all the way through the game no i i was looking through this walkthrough uh, a couple days ago to see exactly i'm about halfway through i got to this point the last character i got was this chick in all white she was i think she was an archer oh yeah she's great and, yeah. yeah yeah that was i fought a, one battle with her okay. and i guess i felt like I, I i played this game for so long because i'm like you know, messing around with David, my kid, and kind of running back and forth. So battles just take forever. So it felt like I was like five or six, seven hours in. But in reality, probably if I played straight through, probably close to like three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. you get her pretty early on. She, um, mm -hmm. you can select dialogue options to where she can uh, train the women in your group. And if you do that, it actually unlocks a secret character. And if you uh, don't allow her to train the the women in your group, she never becomes available. And her name is Nid. And Nid is actually, she's really good. Um, 
but yeah, it takes a while. Like if you allow her to train and then you do more dialogue options later, uh, eventually Nid will emerge as being the best archer in the group of women that she trained. And then she'll become a playable character and her special ability, uh, won't miss at all. So you can attack directly to the health and, uh, it always will hit, but it, I think it's called Eagle Eye, but it, it does a, a small amount of damage, but still you want to do that to be able to unlock that. Um, but yeah, the game gets uh, better and better as it goes. Uh, at one point, um, I don't know if you're going to continue to play, if you want me to spoil anything for you. Uh, go, go ahead and spoil. I will continue this game, but it's okay. The story is, the story is it starts out, you said, a little... Right, a little sluggish, but it was it was starting to get interesting. It I gets really good. Like yeah. I, it, like I said, at first I was mad because I was like, I don't like this game, but then like the story really starts to grab you. It's really cool. So yeah, you, I think it might even be in the same town you meet up with the girl all decked in white. You meet up with a varl that's like teaching people at this school, and uh, he's all alone. He's the only varl within this human community, and he joins you. And he ends up uh, losing his arm in a battle. And gosh, I can't remember his name, but he is such a badass. Uh, he just kind of like stitches it up and keeps fighting kind of thing. And throughout the rest of the game, he's a one-armed Varl. And you learn of his past in that um, he's the only Varl that ever went to fight a... And I can't remember what they call him either, but like these big bads... These like the black guys we were talking about. There's a certain type that is like huge, right? Okay. And uh, he fought one and one brought back its head. And oh. immediately, the old king, because he was a boy at this time, wanted him to be the new king. But instead, he left to live with the humans and never told anyone why. Anyway, that becomes relevant later when you actually get to this uh, bridge. After you meet with this wizard, um, you find him and his companion on top of a rooftop, and the wizard is passed out. At first you think he's dead, but then you pick him up, and it uh, turns out he's still alive. Uh, once he gets revived, he says that this and this needs to be done, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you travel to go do said thing. The whole time, these bad guys uh, and the leader of the bad guys are on your heels, and you get to this bridge built by the Varl and it's like this huge monstrous, awesome bridge that, you know, humans couldn't possibly build. And, uh, it took the Varl centuries apparently to build. And the King of the Varl is making his last stand there. And you fight, you end up fighting there for days and days. Um, or, or you can immediately, immediately, um, go with the wizard guy to like take out the supports of this bridge. Um, I think it's better if, if I remember, remember right, like it's better if you stay a few days and then do it. That's what I ended up doing. And, uh, you take this, this Varl, this aforementioned Varl with one arm now to before the King. And, um, ba basically he implies like, uh, either you're going to, we keep losing Varl and the King's like, I'll fight to the last man. He's like, uh, we're the last of the Varl. There will never be any more. If we are to ever win with this war, we have to destroy the bridge. And he's like, what kind of king would I be if I destroyed the greatest you know, thing Varl ever made? And he's like, uh, what does that matter if we're not here, you know, kind of thing. And the king still refuses. He's like, look, you're either going to do it or I'm going to uh, go out there and basically tell everyone that I'm leaving 
and uh, if the bridge doesn't get destroyed, and uh, I think they'll all come with me if I do that. And the king reluctantly is like, yeah, probably, because everyone views this guy as being like almost deity-like, right? And so you destroy the bridge, and then through the course of the game, you learn this Varl's back history. And again, I, I really wish I could remember his name, but it's been a minute since I played. It turns out when he left and uh, came across this big dark creature thing um it was nursing a baby and it didn't even uh flinch when you know he raised its axe to kill it It, its only concern was uh protecting the child i guess Uh and like he killed it uh you know while it was nursing this child yeah and he said that you know when he came back you know initially he felt no grief kind of thing but as the realization that all it was doing was you know like you know being motherly i don't even i can't remember fully but it was like basically he sucker punched the thing to be able to kill it and then when all of his kinsmen wanted to you know put him up on this pillar because of it he uh kind of went insane and didn't want couldn't be around them anymore and that's why he left but yeah and then yeah a series of things happened the the magic user is able to talk to his deceased uh i guess girlfriend wife or whatever she's also was also a caster and they have to do something with the world serpent that part of it i was kind of lost um but anyway it all concludes at the end this big ending where they're again going to make kind of this last stand in this city um and try and build boats to get out of the city it's kind of the ending of uh lord of the rings you know where everyone's getting on boats and traveling to the far shores or whatever but Uh outside of the city gate is the big bad and uh you have to construct an arrow um to be able to pierce his armor or something you have to use a very specialized kind of uh arrow and she tells you the recipe and you have to go to there's these halfway points as you're going through the caravan of the old gods everyone keeps saying the old gods are dead but there are these shrines and uh, one of which has some of the metal necessary built into it to forge an arrow to be able to pierce this thing's heart and uh or armor and you are able to get enough metal to make like one arrow and either rook or his daughter alette are given the choice to take the shot and you're given a brief cutscene where they kind of argue over which one should do it rook says he should do it because you know he's the leader of the humans and he doesn't want her to take any risk and she thinks she should do it (coughs) because she's the better shot and this wasn't spoiled for me and if it was i would have chose differently um just from a purely story based but uh, i'll spoil it for you and those listening if you don't want this spoiled just like skip ahead five seconds or 20 seconds or whatever um depending on who you choose to take the shot that person dies uh, so either your daughter can die or Rook can die in, in the upcoming scene. And because she wow. said, yeah, because she said she was the better shot, I was like, well, I guess you should take it then. You know, I was like, of course, I want whoever's the better shot to take the shot. 
and she ends up dying, which from a gameplay standpoint, apparently is better because Rook becomes like a total badass in the the next few games. Uh-huh. Like he becomes this unstoppable menace. Um, and Alette is also very good, but not nearly as good as Rook from what I've read. So from that standpoint, I did right. I picked the right guy, I guess. So if I want to keep playing, but, um, from a purely, I'm a father of a little girl who I love very much standpoint, it doesn't sit well with me that I sent my daughter to her death. Of course, I unknowingly did so, but still it, uh, it kind of weighed heavily on me a little bit. Yeah. Oof. But I gotta say, you know, I'm really really happy that uh Kujo kind of pushed me into playing this game because it's one i bought uh, like i said it, when i first got the the playstation and i was like this looks great everyone's saying it's great i should probably pick it up i got it on sale and you know whatever they're asking for it it's under 20 bucks i totally think this game is worth it it's you know if you like choose your own adventure books if you like final fantasy tactics and and good story again you're gonna have to shut your brain off for some of it but it's it's really great it doesn't use like uh you know there's not elves and dwarves and all this other shit there's effectively three races they're varl they're humans and then there are these black demon looking motherfuckers and that's all you need to know you know it's it's not as tropey as a lot of fantasy games tend to be with, you know, the sameness of all the Tolkien as, uh, type characters and such. So really, really enjoyed this game. Uh, and, and I'm looking forward to playing the second and third incarnations as well. Although I'm probably going to hold off a little bit before I get into either of those. But yeah, what'd you think? Yeah, I'm going to have to finish it. Um, I'm only two or three hours in and, you know, like I said, I'm just running out of time now. Maybe once football season's over, I can finish this one. But yeah, I I, I agree. I mean, for the for the price of it, if it was a sixty dollar game or fifty dollar oh, yeah, game, yeah. I might be like, eh, I don't know. But hey, I got mine for fifteen or twenty bucks. Uh, it looks fantastic. I like. I've always liked these types of battles. That's why I'm a big Shining Force and Final sure. Fantasy Tactics fan. Yeah. Um, it, you know, adds more strategy into just you know. Just clicking a you know for random battles like you do in a lot of final fantasy games or a lot of rpgs mm-hmm. um so I'm, I'm into it and i like i mean i i've heard and I'm, I'm guessing it's true like you keep your same characters through the sequels right or that your, yeah, your yeah, choices yeah. here matter in the next games I, I really like that aspect um i've never played a game really like that started mass effect but i haven't gotten into the sequels much but yeah i, um, I started it and couldn't get into the sequels as well <laughs> Yeah, so I'm 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 in this. I mean, Mass Effect's also like a thirty-hour-plus game, right? Right, right. Yeah. Like this game, you know, if it if it is ten or twelve hours, which means probably closer to like seventeen for me, that's still fine. Um, I think it was um, only like eight hours, man. It really didn't. Yeah. Well, I got a little guy that likes to disrupt all my my gameplay, but yeah, if oh, I can sure. get through this in ten, eleven, twelve hours, um, I'll keep going. Yeah. Yeah, but I do. That's that's all I. I don't know. I don't. That's all I have to say on Banner Saga. Um, I do want to discuss what we're gonna play next month because it occurs to me, you know, we've kind of got a tradition going. I, every year on October, we play some form of horror game, and it snuck uh-huh. up on me, man. It's like, is it is it really October coming up, or and it really is. I guess so. Uh, I, it doesn't seem like it should be, um, 
at all it, because again it seems like we just recorded um silent hill 2 you know a few months back mm-hmm. but i went back and listened to the episode and i'd forgotten like 90 percent of it. it and it was like i was like i guess it really has been a year and uh did some really great editing on that episode too i was like oh dang this is back when i actually used to like add little you know snips and clips and stuff i don't do that as much anymore and actually laughed out loud at a joke i'm i myself made um <laughs> where i i remembered putting in the uh the song the hills are alive but with the sound of music you know because silent hill mm-hmm. right haha but when yeah. she goes the hills are alive with the sound of i cut to like this woman's blood curdling screams <laughs> i can remember that now and i forgot i had done that and i was laughing so hard i was like oh blaine you you know <laughs> sad Just laughing at my stupid. own work yeah but anyway um yeah that was a year ago so i guess we need to play a horror game and the only ones we have still in the bank as far as the games that we like promised quote you know uh-huh. quotations to play are shadow hearts uh uh, Superstar Saga and Fantasy Star 4 and I planned on trying to like push us towards Fantasy Star 4 but that's really not a horror game. Shadow Hearts kind of is a horror game but I'm not really eager to play another RPG like right away either and, uh-huh. and I seriously doubt you are so I just kind of wanted to ask you you know what maybe what you want to play for the month of um, uh, October uh, and if, if we don't do a horror game it's not the end of the world it's just you know it's kind of like eh, what we've been doing uh yeah well there's always resident evil there's luigi's mansion yeah (laughs) there's um that one you know i i just got my uh nes classic modded with over 600 plus games oh man so there's an old ass nintendo game we want to try and uh, or maybe like maybe like three kind of quote unquote scary horror games for the nintendo we could play and talk yeah. about all three yeah um, i mean there's maniac mansion on the nintendo there's uh shadow oh we could do uh shadowgate uh yeah, we could do shadowgate i guess and uninvited or whatever um there's sweet home which never re- released here to the states but it's actually the game that resident evil was based on yeah. initially um that's an rpg too though so i'm not sure if i have that one yeah i've, I've got um, a copy of that how about let's see. Oh. Two hours later. Shadowgate. I don't know. What do you think? What do you? Oh, I, I you know me, man. I'm easy breezy. Uh, da, 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 da. I don't know. I should have thought of this a little bit more before I got on here. Probably. Um, is there anything on the 3DS that you wanted to play right away? Hey, I am um as novice as it gets to 3ds so if you know anything that's uh well there's uh there's ghost trick which is kind of oh, i've played that yeah that was, uh, we kind of already talked about that one. yeah we have uh a briefly is there a castlevania on the 3ds that we uh, uh well there's one on the 3ds it's not particularly good uh there's okay. a few on the ds that are pretty good um i played through them all at some point they all kind of blend together you know what okay. it, it it doesn't really matter if do you want to just do fantasy star four day two well no we gotta keep our tradition well, let's 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 brainstorm our tradition for a second and see if we i do want to play that game yeah for sure um, but i don't know let me let's, let's think here uh, i'm looking else. over my game collection like it's gonna tell me something 
I'm just trying to maybe not Shadowgate. Shadowgate was too close to uh, Deja Vu. Well, they're essentially the same game. I mean, yeah. they're all Mac Ventures, It and the Uninvited, and Deja Vu One and Two. Yeah. <sighs> Tomorrow. I don't know, buddy. I just don't know. I don't know either. We just played. We already played Resident Evil Seven. That would have been perfect. Yeah, yeah. We I've pl- read a little bit about Resident Evil Eight. They're they're starting to get ideas for that one. Yeah, uh, I heard they were gonna use the same engine, so that's good. That's what I've heard. I heard it's what it might be in like a gigantic castle or gigantic. We could do um, uh, Evil Within or uh, Until Dawn. Those are relatively new, but uh, I wouldn't mind playing through either of those. Or we could do Alan Wake. Um, and Evil. We could do Call for Cthulhu, but that would require you to buy like a $50 Xbox game. Is Evil... Okay, this is... I'm thinking something mobile. Let's do something mobile. I've never done a mobile on here, I guess. Or a 3DS game, I mean. Oh, sure. Let me look. Um... It's just easier for me to kind of sneak out and play, take it to take it to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Day sleep. Resident Evil is on there, on the DS. Uh, yeah, I don't really want to play Resident Evil. <laughs> no, I've, I've played all of them, and I'm I'm pretty satisfied. I'm pretty going to do fun with them too. <laughs> There's a couple that I haven't. I guess Re- not. Revel- is it Revelations? Those are two that I haven't played, but I'm not really eager to play them now that this new now that Seven's come out. I'm kind of not looking back for a while. Until we see if part two was out now, the part two remake, that'd have been perfect. When's that coming out? Oh yeah. I don't know. I that one kinda pissed me off. It was like it looks awesome, but they didn't bring back the original voice cast, including um Allison Court who voiced uh Claire. And I have a bit of a crush on Allison Court. She is just an awesome chick. Um <laughs> She also played Luna on the Big Comfy Couch, if you remember that show. I remember. Yeah, I was a, like a, a young teen when that show came out. And <laughs> I always knew beneath that clown makeup was like a really cute chick. <laughs> I was right. <laughs> and Allison Court is a very good-looking woman and very talented. I, I really liked her port- portrayal of Claire. And uh, it was kind of sad that they didn't, you know, bring back the original voice actors. It's like, you know... That's, why why, why, why do people do this they release a game and then you know it becomes beloved and then they re-release it and they're like hey let's get all new voice actors you know like, but why you know if, uh-huh. it, if it was beloved it's beloved for a fucking reason give us what we want you know re- redo the graphics use it or just use the same voices or if that's not applicable because you've rewritten some of the story bring them back if they're still around I mean come on but yeah I don't know I'm fucking assholes and, you know, she's not starving for work or anything. She works on all kinds of other stuff, but still, you know. Yeah. <sighs> bitches. I, we should we should reach out to her because I want to talk to her. But <laughs> Because, uh, yeah, you know, it'd be cool to interview Allison Court, I think. But I'll get to work on it. Yeah, you do that. You, you have her call my personal phone number. I'm sure my wife will understand. They fall. We already did... We already did Parasite Eve. Um, yeah, James, may- maybe we just don't do a horror game. I don't know. Like I said, there's uh, Alan Wake. I've been looking forward to playing that. That one's relatively cheap. I don't know if you own it or not. Uh, I've been wanting to play Call of Cthulhu, but that's like 50 bucks. Um, 
they're... kind of gameplay are these? Are these, these like Resident Evil? Those, those, Wake? yeah, they're kind of like that. Uh, in Alan Wake, it's a survival horror game where you have to. Uh, it's kind of hard to explain, but you have to always have a light and uh, different things as light goes uh-huh. out, like things can attack your sanity or whatever. Um, I haven't played it, so I can't really speak too much to it. I know it's a beloved game. And then Call of Cthulhu is based off of uh, the old racist, I can't think of his name right now, for the Lovecraft, H.P. Lovecraft um, books. You know, he wrote a lot of uh, science fiction horror genre in the early days. Um, 2,000 years later. And yeah, it's based off of one of his uh, short stories called Cthulhu. And... What if we did, like... Have we done Bioshock on this show before? We have done Bioshock, right? No, we haven't yet. Uh, I wouldn't mind doing Bioshock Infinite. Let's do... Is that the third one? Or it is. is. That the, what it, it's the let's third. Let's do that. You want to do... Okay. I, I've been wanting to play that game. Well, let's do Bioshock Infinite, and then after okay. that, let's uh, let's do Fantasy Star 4, because we really need to do that one, too. Okay. Okay, so we'll... So keep that... Let's do Bioshock Infinite next, and then... Uh, Skix. Yeah, let's do this. Bioshock Alex, if Infinite. you're listening, uh, after that we'll get to um, Fantasy Star 4. So, yeah. okay. That, that was a very convoluted brainstorm. We probably should have talked this out before we went yeah. <laughs> online with it, but there you go. So Bioshock Infinite next. Uh, the game that killed the studio that made Bioshock. Yeah. Yeah. That game was what? Like, it's in the sky, right? That's where the yeah. big difference is. Yeah. It was like millions upon millions of dollars to make, and it was like the game of the year and made millions and millions of dollars, but still not enough to recoup their costs, and they ended up mm. uh, going bankrupt and who knows what the what Bioshock is going to do now but yeah yeah let's play Bioshock and then uh then Fantasy Star 4 which is a part of the Genesis collection and we'll try and get Alex on that show with us because he uh specifically asked to do so like two years ago when we first announced we were gonna yeah 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 and he's a great guy he was a guest on our uh Shining Force 2 episode uh a year and a half ago or whatever yeah he's he's the one that jumped on and like remembered more about the game than you and I and we had just played through it. So. We had just gotten through it, yeah. yeah sad. That, yeah, that guy, he remembered running Plemento when I couldn't, and now I'll never forget running Plemento. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Alex. Um, yeah, okay, if you, Bioshock 4, we, we made a decision. Yeah, if you want to uh, write us, I believe we're still up at Retro Game Core, that's C-U-R-P-S. You can find either James or I there, or you can write us directly um, at James Mulholland at Twitter, or at, what am I, Retro Kel, K-H-E-L at Twitter. Um, you can write me through email at Belmont at Outlook.com. Uh, that's with an E, not an O. Uh, you can write James at goodbuddyjames at gmail.com. Um, what else, James? <laughs> I think that's everything, man. Yeah, listen listen to all of our friends. Yeah, for sure. Um, something I never ask for, guys. Like I don't In the history of the show, I don't think I've ever asked for it. But I'm going to ask now because it's apparently a big deal and I've never really given much stock to it. But please, whatever app or... What, whatever it is you're listening to this through whether it be iTunes or Stitcher or whatever um, just give us a rating on there hopefully a 5 star if not whatever but just a, just give us a rating maybe a short review would be awesome if you just want to say Retro Kel's a dick that's fine too as long as you give me a 5 star I don't care 
but um, apparently it's like huge in how we get noticed on iTunes, and we haven't had a review in months and months now. Uh, so the more we have, the better ones, you know, the the higher up, the more seen we are, the, the better it is for us, I guess. Uh, you know, I'd like to have a bigger audience who wouldn't. So yeah, if you could do that, that'd be a big help. Um, but yeah, definitely listen to all our friends uh, over at the RPG show. Those guys are doing really well. You can uh, join us on in Discord. I'm on there every day. James is on there occasionally. Um, you can ask me questions there in real time. Uh, love to talk to anybody about games. You know, uh, we, I'd love for you to come on and explain to Seton how bad Final Fantasy VIII really is, um, and just generally make fun of everything that he likes because that seems to be what we do on there. The poor guy. I swear, we we do share some opinions, you and I, Seton, but. Uh, <laughs> We also uh, defer a lot. There's a lot of things he likes that I hate and vice versa. So it's real funny. And get on there and, and listen to us banter. He's a real good guy, though. He's the guy that sent me all the... I don't know if I mentioned it, but he sent me a box of cases for a lot of PS1 games, some of which actually completed my copies, which was really cool of him. Oh, that's pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, I've got... And if you need any of them, I can send you a list. I don't know if you have loose uh, PlayStation games, but I had a whole mess of them. And he sent, like, all these RPG cases, and some of them actually completed mine. It was awesome of them. Really, really cool. And I'm trying to get those out to other collectors and stuff. I'm not I'm not trying to, like, put them up on eBay and make a profit or anything like that. And I, I need to send uh, Seton something back. Uh, I just haven't decided what yet. Been having a lot of, because of medical and so on and so forth, been having a lot of financial problems lately. But it's, you know, getting better now, so I'm going to be able to send him and hopefully Minty and I need to send him something too because he sent me a package almost a year ago now and I need to send him something back and anyway I'm rambling at this point but yeah uh, do all those things I said contact us if you want to keep it retro Uh, we'll see you next time see you later everyone (laughs) long winded on that one oh man (laughs) 